We're back. It's Mike up the Halo, episode 28. Former Angel Andrew Heaney, no longer part of the Bronx Bombers. He's on his way back to Los Angeles before the boys in blue. It's Tyler, and I'm here with Jacob. Jacob, say hello to the world. Hey, guys. Hello, world. Hello, Andrew Heaney. The Welcome. Heaney dog. Welcome back to California. We missed you, man. Uh, you missed the New York winter. You didn't have to stay there when it was cold. Um... Uh, Dodger fans, how you feeling? Um, Dodger, I, I, I've seen a lot of positive feedback from Dodger fans. It's hilarious. And they, they are acting like this is like a good thing, which, you know, it, it might be. Like, it very well could be. Everybody's been talking about Andrew Heaney be and potentially pulling a Robbie Ray in 2022, similar to how Robbie Ray pulled the Robbie Ray in 2021. Uh Potential Cy Young winner, Robbie Ray. He I, may yeah. very well win it. It's looking to be the case here. Uh, Garrett Cole, second place so far. From the consensus that I've seen, it looks like Robbie Ray is going to be w- winning the Cy Young. And, yeah. I mean, the Dodgers somehow see something in Heaney that nobody else saw. Somehow the Yankees saw something, and they, were like, and they quickly realized that, no, this was a terrible idea. You can go and ask John Boy and... Jake Storielli and the rest of the Talking Yanks crew, they'll let you know. What? Terrible idea. What? What? Horrible idea. Look, nothing against Heaney. If he wants to go in the bullpen and try to work some things out and become a different type of pitcher, I think he could make himself a career. But what's it been, eight years? I mean... The expectation that they have for him is the expectation that we had for him every single year after we got him. From going to the Marlins to his two-second stint with the Dodgers, which he didn't even get to play for them, um, to coming to us. Like, we had all these expectations for Andrew. And, I mean, he was injury-prone at times. Uh, and at one point this year, in 2021, when we did have him, it was either we're going to get seven innings of one-run ball and 10-plus strikeouts from Andrew Heaney, or we're going to get two and a third innings of seven earned runs and five walks and a strikeout maybe from Andrew Heaney. There was no one between. It's very inconsistent, and I think maybe a team that somehow has the luxury of a great bullpen that can recognize the day that he's having a bad day and just recover quickly and put the bullpen in, you know, that's maybe something that teams have in mind. And then the occasional great start where he goes those seven innings, you you leave him in and, and you ride him all the way. I mean, I... I don't like the formula there, but hey, I'm not a manager, but you know, or a GM, but it's the analytics guys. They see something we don't. Apparently, I I guess it's a lefty in general. I guess is kind of coveted, but interesting move. Uh, Lots of stuff. You mentioned uh, awards. There's some award talk to get to. Um, We'll get to that definitely. But yeah, I hope you guys have all been doing well. It's been it's been a pretty pretty uh, upbeat week for baseball. I mean considering there's no games it's award um, season we got a lot of awards coming out um it gets hot here a little bit at the top of the list i guess we'll go ahead and talk about the good our boy shohei otani winning the first ever silver slugger award for the angels in the dh position um he's also the second japanese born player to win it alongside ichiro suzuki and the 26th angel of all time to receive a silver slugger so it's award season for Shohei. He's trying to go ahead and sweep the Oscars, as they say. Fantastic job. We love you, Shohei. One day we'll have you as a guest on the pod, and you know maybe you could be our, our third co-host one day. Yeah, and our was, dreams. The, that was the plan all along. 
Um, every time we come on here, we have to talk about Shohei getting an award because it, it's been the last three or four shows. Um, and we think next week there may be another one. So Fingers crossed. There's a big one coming next week. We'll come back with you guys uh, to talk about that one. But um, NL I, Silver Slugger. Go ahead. NL Silver Slugger? Yeah. I didn't see that. Oh, I didn't know who won. Oh, I don't know who won either. I was asking you. I don't think there's a that they don't have an, a DH in the NL yet. Oh, so wait a minute. You said it was the first Silver Slugger won at the DH position. Correct for the Angels, not for oh, okay. not for the league, but in general for okay, the Angels, okay. he was the first guy to get it being a DH. Oh, I see. So it's not for the DH position, just as a DH winning that. Has never been done before. Specifically for, for the, the Angels. Angels. Right, yes. right. Yes. So I was like, Vladdy won There have won been it. other DHs that have won the award. When Vladdy won, league. I guess it was when he was a right fielder. Correct. Correct. Okay. I got you. I got you. Okay. So then next year, there, <laughs> next year there could be. It's, it's <laughs> quite possible. The yeah. first National League DH will receive that silver slugger, and he'll go down in history. Um, we you did bring up Vladdy, and specifically, we're talking about Vladdy Jr. in this instance. Congratulations to him on winning his silver slugger. Slugger. Congratulations to him silver on slugger. winning his silver slugger at the first base position, and also congratulations to him for winning the Hank Aaron Award consolation prize for the MVP. That's all he's going to get. That's what I was going to say. And we're happy he got those because, like we said, we we respect the season he had. If this was last year or maybe next year. He is the American League MVP, um, so that's it's the truth. It is what it is, guys. We know what Shohei did this year. We know what to expect next week, and we'll bring you guys the details on that as they as they come. But more hot than awards, because honestly, I think awards are kind of overhyped if you're if you're super into them, because um, they don't matter. Like all the MVP nominees or non playoff teams and all that, everybody knows. But it's Free agency, and that's always a fun time. Free agency season, baby. For a team that should be buying their ass off, the Angels, it should be a great offseason. They have the money to do it. Um, They've always had the money to do it, and we kind of hear the same thing every year from the front office anyway. Our main priority is pitching. And, yeah, they've gone and gotten some pitchers. Some of the names you'll remember, you know, the good ones, like Trevor Cahill, Ace, Matt Harvey, Ace, Tim Lincecum, Ace, Jose Quintana. Nope. <laughs> you know, can't even joke about all it. those guys. The good old days. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping that this year, with there being a relatively decent amount of elite starting pitching, guys like in this instance Robbie Ray who I personally feel like is a flash in the pan, potential Cy Young winner, as we so, talked about. want to go through um, the top five here real quick. Let's do it. The top five pitchers on the market, and we're going to say whether you want them or not and like you know how, how aggressively you think they should go after. So we'll start with Ray. I think winning the Cy Young is going to drive the price up, and I think he is going to win it. Uh, I think halfway through the season we would have said maybe Lance Lynn or maybe – there was a few guys, Garrett Cole. If, if Lance Lynn didn't get his extension with the Sox, then absolutely, I think that would be yeah. heavily considered. There were a few people that were that were in the mix until halfway, but Ray kind of stood out at the end. Uh, Cole had some bad starts after the the sticky stuff. I think that doomed him. But we'll start with Ray. You said you think he's a flash in the pan, so you're suggesting we don't go after him. 
I mean, we're going to overpay. That's, and I mean, at this point, we have to do whatever we can. So by all means, go ahead and overpay. But like, we're going to be overpaying for Robbie Ray. That's, yeah. you know, like he, he got this Andrew Heaney contract, the $8 million. I think Andrew actually got more than Robbie Ray. Jeez. So like they brought Robbie Ray to Toronto for a little amount of cash. And then he went out and balled out. And now he's a free agent and is going to get this fat contract for having one good season. We've seen tons of pitchers have one good season. Yeah. It's happened. Multi- like Sub three. You know, sub three. Great. Good for, good for you. I, I, I'm happy for Robbie Ray. I think I'm, I think if there's anybody that deserves success, it's Robbie Ray. I, I mean, he's going to get too much money. I, I understand that. You said the cheap deal and in Toronto too, taxing the shit out of that. So he's making nothing up there. I mean, like I, you I said, do, balling out. I do want to acknowledge that he did have a fantastic year this year. He he pitched in 32 starts, so that's 100% durability right there. Uh, he had a 2.89 ERA this year. He went 13 and seven, uh, 193 innings pitched. His FIP was. I don't have his FIP here. That's come on, Baseball Reference, update your website. At the end of the day, he did fantastic. However, you go and look at his overall career stats. The dude has a 4.29 career ERA, which is exactly the kind of ERA that you'd see on the Angels. I, I yes, that you fits know? the mold. So, I mean, you, you get a guy coming off of one good year, and and then what? Okay. All right, and, so, so uh, you're saying... A lot of his success has been attributed to the to the pitching staff, or the, the pitching coaches, rather, in Toronto. in Toronto. You come here, and there's none of that to be found. I mean, so. we kept Matt Weiss, dude. Like, yep. Matt Weiss was an interim pitching coach. For a good pitching coach that we actually got, that ended up being a piece of shit. So, you know, we're getting fucked from both sides, and for whatever reason, we're getting rid of every other coach that we have. No protection First either. First base end. coach Hines. We lost Jose Molina. Uh, we lost Butterfield. But we're gonna go ahead and keep Matt Weiss. Yeah, that would be where I would maybe start the rebuild of the coaching staff. Not Jose Molina, who did a fine job and was happy to be there. But no, okay. So, so with Ray to sum it up, you're saying what? Like no flash in the pen. So, so uh, short answer: no. Don't go after him aggressively. Don't like because he's not worth. Don't the money. give him the amount of money okay. that everybody's saying that he's going to get because he doesn't deserve it, even if he wins the Cy Young. Okay, my do, short maybe answer: maybe do that for a couple more years, and then we could talk about giving you that right large amount of money. But he wants a big deal now, which is another problem too, because he's coming off a good year. The platform year there for you all, you, all you agent nerds. Uh, my short answer, 50-50. If we get him, cool. He is a good pitcher, I hope, and it'll work out. And I don't really care about the money spent. Beer is already expensive there. And at least we're doing something. So I'm going to say that about it, most of them, 50-50. But okay. From Ray, we'll move on. Um, let's see. Let's get into Stroman. Yeah. That's kind of more of a, a one that they've been leaning towards, it seems. And I mean, at this point, like, Strowman would probably be the best fit. A lot of fans on Twitter are very happy with Strowman's uh, responses to Angels fans suggesting that he should come to Anaheim. How do you know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> although I am blocked, I am able to see the opinions of others uh, and their thoughts on Strowman. So you just don't know what he said. I just don't know what Strowman <laughs> said specifically. Or I, I, I do follow him on uh, Instagram, though. Okay. So I'm able to keep up with what he's doing on there. You better refresh. Maybe you're gone now. I, you might have found out and went ahead and 
took care of business there. But Marcus Stroman, career ERA 3.63. He's played seven years. He's 30, probably going into his age 31 season for he's 2022. 30? He's 30 years old. And uh, Robbie Ray is 29, so he'll be going he's into his age 30? 30 season. He's 30. I didn't he think he young, was man. 30. Look at all the stuff that he does. He, he, I meant he doesn't dude, act old. The dude does not stress. The dude does not have an ounce of stress in his body. The dude he's acts constantly like he's decompressing. 21. He looks 21. I thought he was maybe 26 or 27 years old. He's, he's 30, 30 years, years old, old, brother. This is news to me, guys. Maybe call me out of the loop. I guess I don't follow the Mets that closely. That's on purpose. But, um, wow. Okay. That changes my outlook a little bit. And, I mean, he, he's also coming off a... a pretty decent year i mean he was on the mets so winning record you can go ahead and ignore it 10 and 13 um he did pitch in 33 starts this season which matches his career high he pitched 33 starts in toronto back in 2017 did he have have tj do you know he did not have tj he's been pretty durable the only season that he didn't play or the only seasons rather that he didn't play through completion or in 2015 he only pitched 27 games that could have been TJ. I don't know, but he did go four and zero that year. He had a one point six seven ERA, 30. 27 innings pitch. I can't get over it, man. Okay, um, that changes my outlook because my thinking is if we get Stroman, that seems like more of a future piece. Because I'm thinking the guy's a little bit younger, but no, he's okay. You'd have to give him a shorter deal. I mean, okay, I, so Stroman. That's why. I mean, I know uh, that Bauer has been talked about to some extent recently. I know that we mentioned him a couple times, but. Him taking that short deal for oh. the amount of money that he's getting, I, like we need to see more of that, dude. You think he regrets that now, though? Absolutely not. I mean, it, I guess in the short term, maybe, if he's not going to pitch. Maybe the logistics of the contract, he doesn't regret. Maybe now in the long term of things, he regrets not getting a longer deal. But when you go, like the guy's going to get paid. I'm he's, just the Trevor Bauer is going to get paid forty plus million dollars right and he might not even pitch a single inning this year or next season next season also but my thinking was like if he now i think his chances of getting a big deal again even if he does go back and pitch for the dodgers the the look on the dodgers is going to be bad for letting him pitch again so another gm has to be or another owner has to be willing to take on that you know, he'll go to Arlington or Pittsburgh Yankee, y- or Yankees. Baltimore. Yankees. I don't think the Yankees would do it. They, they would, do it. dude. I don't think the Yankees would dude. take Trevor Bauer. The Yankees would take Garrett any Cole scumbag. Would go into Brian Cashman's office and be like, "You're gonna bring this guy over here? You know how much I hate him." Hey, Kermit, Kermit the Frog. Kermit here, uh, the Frog's gonna walk in there and give Brian Cashman <laughs> a piece of his mind. It's not gonna happen. He's bringing the sticky stuff with him. No, okay. I mean, I guess, but either way. His chances of signing with another team are slim, and it'll be for a little, little money. Even if he comes back in deals, just because of what's going on, and even if he clears his name, it's like the, it's always kind of tarnished. And if he was maybe has a better attitude outside of all that in his YouTube stuff, and isn't so cocky, and isn't so like come at me, haters gonna hate like that. I think maybe he's more likable in general, and he gets forgiven a little easier, but. Yeah. Even if he didn't do anything, we don't know still, guys. We don't know the specifics. But either way, looking at Strowman uh, versus Bauer. No, Strowman versus Robbie Ray. So you had to pick one right now. Uh, right now, probably Strowman. Okay. Okay. And I mean, I, I'd pick, I'd probably be more accepting um, to pick him if he hadn't blocked me. 
That's true. To this day, I don't know what why he blocked personal, me. Personal personal stuff aside, yeah. it, it could be because um, I'm just I'm just handsome, and he was just like he's I, he, Yeah, that's he was like, how is this guy better looking than me? And I do all these things. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm I'm an ugly piece of shit. That's the one thing I would say about him. And my short answer, because I don't I won't go on about the pictures like you do, but I don't see him as a fit. In the organization, I th- for the same reasons as Bauer. Jacob and I were texting about this uh, earlier today. How if Marcus Stroman comes to the Angels and he's scheduled to pitch on a Saturday night and sees that the stadium is half full, he's going to be upset. I mean, Shohei Otani will pitch on a Saturday night, and there will be half attendance at, at the stadium. You think people are all of a sudden going to show up because Marcus Stroman's on the mound? Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's going to be more. They're going to have to have promo deals on the days that he comes in to to pitch because otherwise he's not going to be happy. I think if if Perry can present him to Artie in a way that maybe subtracts the social media stuff and the presence online and the like it would help. I mean, if, if, that, Ar- that makes if, Artie, any sense. if Artie was able to approve a guy like Josh Hamilton to come into the organization, then I'm pretty sure Artie's going to be able to look past. I don't know. Marcus Stroman. Mar- Artie probably doesn't even know about social media. That's what I mean. If we're lucky. Cause there's know? no way that that guy has seen every single complaint from angels, Twitter and just ignores it every year. Okay. I would understand if the guy just simply has no knowledge no of social idea. media. But okay, based and he's on living the, like it's 1985 ba- with Joe Madden. 1955, based on, based on the interviews that Ray and Strowman would have, though. You think Artie's picking Strowman? I don't. I don't know. I think Robbie Ray's he's more gonna of a, pick, He's going to pick Ray. More of a fit, um, based on what I know. I mean, I don't know too much about Robbie Ray, I guess. But okay, so both of them are kind of iffy. But you're leaning. You're leaning Strowman. Okay. Uh, let's move on. Who would you say is maybe next on our list? I think I have one in mind that would maybe rival Robbie Ray. I'll let you go. I'll let you go ahead and go with Erod. Erod, okay. This would be my maybe number one pick that's realistic. So like the one that I would say, yeah, that sounds like something they would go out and get. Like it's not a crazy, crazy name, but he's been pitching longer than I realized. Um, and his career numbers are good. He's coming off a good year. Uh, that's the lefty that we need, so I think Ray would be out of the equation. I mean, I guess we could use... Uh, if Suarez cracks the rotation, then we have a lefty. If Sandoval cracks the rotation, we have a lefty there. So I think just one lefty pickup would be good, and I think Erod would be my pick there. What do you got? So I'm like 50-50 with you on that. Um, Erod is still young. Uh, this year was his age 28 season, which means he's going to be going into his age 29 season in 2022. Um, he did have a 4.74 ERA this year, but he was also durable, made 31 starts in the season, which is like, at this point, you need someone that could pitch it every start that you assign them to. And with a six-man rotation like the Angels have and the occasional off day, you're going to be pitching a lot less than, than 30 games. It's just bound to happen when you join the Angels rotation. Um, he did, however, have two years off prior to this year, um, or sorry, one year. I'm bad at math. He did not play during the COVID season. He yeah. actually got COVID, I believe, and then um, developed a heart issue, which was almost fatal, but thankfully he was able to bounce back. So him even playing this year in general was fantastic to see. In 2019, he could have potentially had a 
Cy Young in the bag. I mean, he did have a 3.81 ERA, but he was also 19-6 and six and made 34 starts that season. Pitched over 200 innings, had um, 213 strikeouts. That's a solid job right there. Yeah, like, that's the numbers I think I looked at. And what was 18? 18, he was 13-5, and 3.82 ERA, um, 23 the, starts. So some starts out of the bullpen, 129 innings. I think he Still came in solid from the pen during the World Series that year. I think you're absolutely right about that. I think every Red Sox starter that season did, or yeah. at least in the postseason, and came out of the bullpen. Um, they got that notification on their iWatch to uh, <laughs> hop in the game. But career 4.16 ERA. He's 64 and 39 lifetime in six years of his career. The average season, he'd go 14 and 8 with a 4.16. So, I mean, there, there's potential there. He, he is durable. He averages 33 starts a season, even though he's only done that twice to yeah, i guess this is all averaging like, it out but yeah you're looking at, at the long term you're hoping like the condition projections. is a problem it's projections like his heart condition hopefully isn't an, an issue i don't think that's a recurring thing I, yeah i think he's got that settled um but yeah I, mean, I, I could see i could see the ear out appeal it's definitely an angels move I'll, I'll say that that's what i was thinking yeah i mean hell dude we signed a guy last year that cut his finger off when he's <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, it is what it is. What about that guy? Wasn't he playing video games? Who broke his hand playing video games or something? Oh, man. Somebody last year. I wish that I knew the name. Like I know I know the story, but I don't have the name. It was that. Somebody punched a wall, hurt his hand before the oh, playoffs. I know there's Devin Williams. He's on the Brewers. He punched. Yeah. They they won the wild card, or they did something. No, they won their division. They, they won, won the, the division, and they were celebrating, and I think he punched a wall he in the clubhouse. He punched something, yeah, That's and then awesome. he broke his hand. Phenomenal. Way to go, Kyle. Way to go, Kyle. (laughs) Yeah, so Erod, to me, just the reason I'm leaning is just because it seems more realistic. So I'd rather get hyped on something that's maybe going to happen. So we'll go 50 50 for you. I'll go 75 25. So there's a couple lefties. We'll stay away from them. Well, actually. Let's just get it out of the way. I got yeah, let's go I, ahead. I got no lefty let's in mind ahead. here. I got the I got I'll, a little bit of wood here. I'll discuss the last gentleman who's who has potential. It just depends on where he decides to whether he stays or if he goes. But I think he the likes, guy you're talking about is uh, Carlos Rodon. Oh no. Oh okay. Never mind. I was I was talking about getting the wood on. Oh, bro. I was talking about Alexander Wood. Alex Wood. Alex Wood, California. You know he he's pitched well for two California teams already. Rodon, you said flash in the pan. I agree there. Um, yeah, I would. I, I like Alex Wood. I mean, he finally got his chance coming out of the rotation this year. I mean, he did have his chances in L.A. Even in 2017, he was an all-star, went 16-3, and had a 2.72 ERA, started 25 games. So, I mean, he definitely has potential, to say the least. I think I mean, after this year, he'd be cheaper than Rodon, too. Yeah, this year for sure. I'm not saying he's like a frontline guy, number one, but like, oh, that's a good number three, you know, pickup. He's also like, you, you could put him in the bullpen. He seems durable, not not the type of guy to get injured. 3.5 VRA lifetime in nine seasons. So 2022, he'd be going into his age 31 season. Um, long career for Alex Wood, too. I didn't realize all the didn't way back to 2013 was, with Atlanta. Didn't think he was that old either. All right, so. We'll do this then. We'll look at him versus Rodon real quick. I think Alex Wood. Okay. That's, and Alex Wood would probably be more affordable than, than Carlos Rodon. Yeah. And I mean, Carlos Rodon, he's going into his age 29 season this year. 
2022, I mean, uh, this year he didn't even, it wasn't even a full season. He has actually never pitched a full season to completion. He was an all-star this year, went 13 and five with a 2.37 ERA. So definitely a career year for him. Uh, his fastball was up there, career high in strikeouts, 185. Every other season, the most that he's pitched in is 28 games back in 2016. And the rest is below 25, uh, yeah, so give me Alex Wood, too. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It sucks, man. I mean, Carlos Rodon, definitely a Chicago faithful. Yeah, I mean, they're going to miss him there. When I went to Chicago to watch the Sox, he pitched um, pitched a fine game. Didn't do that bad. It was against the Blue Jays. Had to go up against Vladdy Jr. Uh, lefty, righty. Hank Aaron Award winner. MVP runner-up. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Hot Career take. ERA at 3.79. Not bad. I just I I would take him, but I would take him on like a, you know, Two the year, one year deals that yeah. we give to these garbage pitchers that we always get to yep. fill the rotation. Basically, if you had to pick one, it's gonna it's gonna be Wood because cheaper and it seems like better for some reason yeah. it'll be cheaper. Just a year older, more durable, more reliable. Yeah, definitely take Wood over that. Okay, moving on. Uh, two more. So I want to talk about Noah Syndergaard. All right. I realize that I myself have given Noah Syndergaard some flack for his uh, injury proneness. Noah Syndergaard's 28 years old. That's crazy. He's younger than fucking Strowman. Noah Syndergaard <laughs> was injured in 2017 and only pitched in seven games. And then he had Tommy John in 2020, so he was out for all of 2020 in the shortened season. And most of this year, he pitched in two games. So when you look at it, Noah Syndergaard is only injured twice. The rest of the seasons that he's been in, he's pitched 24 games or more, which is not bad for a starting pitcher. His rookie season went 9-7, and seven, started 24 games, had a 3.24 ERA. The like following it. year was an all-star, went 14-9, 2.6 ERA. Then he, had, then he got injured in 2017, pitched seven games, still only had a 2.97 ERA. Came back the following year, pitched 25 games, had two complete games. One of them were, was a shutout. And was thirteen and four with a three point zero three ERA. Hmm. Twenty nineteen had a rough year. Thirty two starts, ten and eight, four point two eight ERA. Some I mean, Mets. he's on the Mets too. Some Mets. So, I, I mean, was just gonna say. You think about anywhere else, those numbers could easily be jumped tenfold. Hmm. Career forty seven and thirty one, three point three two ERA, seven hundred and eighteen innings pitched, seven hundred and seventy seven strikeouts. All right, so it's literally just coming back from injury is the question. If he can come back from injury and be 80% of his former self, for the right price, I'm in. And he's always had a low FIP. Uh, his highest career FIP was in 2019. Not, I'm not going to count 2021 because he barely pitched. Yeah. But 2019, it was 3.6. That's above average. Yeah, it's good. Every other year, 3.25 rookie season. His all-star season, 2.29. I think he led the league. Mm. Um, 2017, 1.31. That's insane. 2.8 for 2018, 3.6 for 2019. I've given him a lot of flack, again, for the injury proneness. But, I mean, only being injured twice and then being able to come back from injury and produce. Yeah. Small sample size for 2021, but there is... A lot of potential there. I mean, there's there's ball clubs that might be able to see it. I haven't looked into his stats up until this point, right now, actually recording the podcast. But that actually looks very appealing. 
the despite price, coming off of injury. The price. Being, being yeah. a 28-year-old versus a 39-year-old and Justin Verlander coming yeah. off of Tommy John, even even with yeah. all of Justin Verlander's successful accolades, yep. like I would be totally fine with the Angels putting their eggs in this basket. It's two things in question, and it's the price and it's the injury. And you're right. I did not think the guy was 28. I mean, I feel like I've been watching him for a while. But his most dominant stuff was when he was 23 years old. So I guess that makes sense. The other thing, you know, he's been pitching in DeGrom's shadow for years now. That's that's tough. You got the best pitcher maybe in the game. You know, he's going he's gonna to be under the radar. But he's always made a name for himself. I mean, did he get a haircut? Nope. He's got the hair still. He's got the hair. Okay. So if, if anything, he shaved the sides, but he still has it. So got the, the long top. hair. Degrom yeah. got the haircut. Degrom got so, the haircut. Yeah. Uh, Angel fit. Yes. Is he? Is he a fit? Just speculation. What I know. What I see. What I feel. I think. Yeah, he's a fit. Twenty eight. He's ready to win now. Yeah. If he, like I said, if he comes back and he's eighty percent of his former self, I think he got a W. For the right price, uh, I'm going. Yeah, I'm all in on that. It's it's under the radar. It's not the guy that everybody's talking about to get. So the price is not going to be. You know, I don't think it's going to be a Strowman or a a Ray price. He did receive a qualifying offer from New York, eighteen point four million. Yeah, and not going to take if, that. I, I if I were him, or prior to me going through his stats and seeing how well he actually has done, I would have been like, you're very lucky that you're getting that qualifying offer. Take it and oh, like have can... a heavy rebound yeah. in 2022. Now, after looking through it, it's it's a gamble, but he's only 28 years old. The guy is getting out of New York. The guy, dude, everybody's getting chance, out of New York. If you have a chance to get out of the Mets, you're getting out of the Mets. And if it's to come to the Angels, which, hey, welcome to Mets West – then, then so be it. But at least you're out of there. They have a little bit of a train wreck going on themselves right now. Uh, I think they just got ahead of the curve when it came to signing guys and trying to go all in in, in a division that it obviously doesn't matter. Um, you know what's so funny, Jacob? What's that? Ten hours ago, I said, I see Thor taking the qualifying offer. No team is going to give him a long-term contract other than the Mets on yeah. a team-friendly deal for a guy who's injury-prone and only throws three pitches. And now yeah. I'm like, you look this at guy stats. deserves a lot of money. Bring him to my team. Yeah. Okay. Well, we take it back, Thor. Ignorance is bliss, man. Yep. Just uh, don't milk us too much, I guess. I don't Please. Um, we'll talk about the two old heads here and yeah. the uh, and the final two pitchers that we got. Uh, one of them being Justin Verlander. He is Justin Verlander. Simply put, I mean, multiple Cy Youngs under his belt. Two to be specific, an MVP under his belt, Rookie of the Year, um, World Series champion, asterisk, career 3.33 ERA. Was he a World Series runner-up? He was uh, he, in the World Series yeah. at one point with Detroit, yes. but they did not win. Right, right. Okay. Um, but, I mean, this guy has had one hell of a career. He's 226 and 129 all-time. Um, he's pitched almost 3,000 innings. He needs 12 more to get to 3,000. He has over 3,000 strikeouts. 
I mean, this guy. Remember, that's what Artie's looking at. What milestones can we hit so we can sell tickets? And he's durable. Uh, he has, in an average season, Justin Verlander will give you 200 plus innings. I don't know if that'll translate in his age 39 season, but nonetheless, I mean, in the latter of his career with Houston in the short time that he was there, 43 and 15, 2.45 ERA, 74 games pitched, three complete games, two shutouts, 477 innings total. Let's just say he had some offensive backup with some of those seasons. Maybe but, some uh, sticky substances to uh, as well. assist with the velo yeah. there. This is- yeah, definitely. I think, I, okay, I'll let you give your take on it, but I know that you would rather have the next guy you're going to talk about. So do you want to just talk about that guy first and then we can... Yeah, let's go. Compare, let's you know, compare and contrast because it's not going to be both. Although, if it is both, that's the most Angels thing ever. <laughs> and I honestly, I wouldn't be mad at that. The nursing home, Los Angeles Angels. You got so. five Cy Youngs between those two. That's dudes, what man. they're looking. No, you're, that's an arty mindset, you got dude. That's five an, Cy how many awards those. can we pile up that we have? The here so we jerseys can... will be flying oh off the, the shelves, bro. Uh, Max Scherzer. My one true love, 190 and 97 career all time, 3.16 ERA. He himself also has 3,020 strikeouts. That is seven more than Justin Verlander. And Justin Verlander has pitched for 16 seasons. Max Scherzer has only pitched for 14. Oh, damn. Um, Just 14, huh? Yeah, only. He's uh, 10 wins away from 200, so definitely an arty move to get that, get those uh, that 200-win celebration at Angel Stadium. And he came off one of the best second halves of any career at age 36, Jacob. 7-0, and a 1,000 winning percentage, 1.98 ERA, 11 games started, 68 in the third innings, and 89 strikeouts with a FIP. Of 1.96. You have that offense behind you. You have that defense behind you. Yeah. You're going to go places. Yeah. When he was in Washington, he had a 3.6 FIP, which is still above average. But when you go from 3.6 and you cut it in half to 1.96. So put him on our team. You put him at about 2. That's going to elevate. He's probably going to have a low 3 ERA. Probably a high 2 FIP. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I mean, three-time Cy Young Award, Max Scherzer. I'll take him over Justin Verlander, who's coming off of Tommy John. This is where I see what you have to look at. Two things. One, you got a guy who's coming off Tommy John is a little older. And the other guy who's coming off being overworked the second half of a season who's a little older, right? So you got a way, like, the guy who's been resting from surgery – I think their stats are a wash, right? They both kind of have the same. At this point, they're basically the same person. I mean, same accolades. Max thirty six or probably thirty seven year old Max Scherzer by twenty twenty two will be equivalent to two years off from throwing thirty nine year old Justin Verlander. That's what I mean. So you're talking money. Scherzer's going to make more. Absolutely. Uh, I'm up in the air. I'm going to say. I'm going to say Scherzer to make you happy. But if Verlander comes at a good deal, 
I don't think he will. But I wouldn't he, be mad at that. If he came at a good price. But see, here's the thing. I would be more upset if Verlander was the main piece, and then we got like a secondary, like Alex Wood and Verlander. I wouldn't be satisfied. Really? I wouldn't be satisfied. That, I, I don't think that's bad. That actually sounds... It's not bad, but it, I'm thinking... It'd be one thing if Verlander also wasn't throwing like 96 miles an hour. If Verlander was going out there and he was, he was throwing Corey Kluber speed when Corey Kluber had his tryout last season, and the yeah. Yankees ended up getting him like... That's a different story. How hard is he throwing in three months after pit? You know, yeah, I, I get know. what you're we saying. He, he looks like he's ready to go from what I've seen. But I think I just have this need for like a, a main frontline guy and then a support guy. So I, basically what I'm thinking is we need a number one, Shohei being our number two, and then we need a number three. And then the rest of the guys can fill out four, five, and six if the Angels are going to go that fucking route. But if you just go five, then really you have Otani. Cobb's up in the air, right? Cobb is still up in the air, unfortunately. So that's a question mark. If we sign him, then I think he fills out that four spot really nice. I think Sandoval fills out that fifth spot really nice. So you get that you get that third guy who's a lefty for the th- for the third spot in the rotation, Ray or Alex Wood or Rodon. You got Otani going number two. And then you pick up a number one in, to me, it's Scherzer. Oh, man, I don't know. Scherzer or Ray? As a number no, one. As number ones, that means we one got three of those lefties. two are going to be the opening day starter. If you go with Ray, then you can't go with Wood or Rodon. I don't think they pick up two lefties. Yeah. I don't think they pick up two lefties. You're right. You're right. I think they pick up a righty and a lefty starter and then bullpen from there. Uh, yeah, the rest you got to put in the bullpen. Suarez... Detmers, Kihata. C-Rod out all year. Let's get to that real quick. Oh, my God, yeah, dude. Yeah, guys, this the is tough. Angels offseason officially started when it was announced that Chris Rodriguez was going to be sidelined for the entirety of 2022, according to Perry Manese, and he will be having shoulder repair surgery based on an injury that occurred, like, halfway through the season. I mean, and he came back for a bit. When he came back, he started games, Looked and then good. after after the those couple starts that he had, it was just like uh, something's wrong. He's just too small, throwing too hard. I don't know. It's sad. I mean, would have really liked to have that piece for the bullpen. It would have been great, man. I mean, and every and prior to his original injury, every outing he had, he was fantastic. He like you relied on the guy almost oh, almost Scott Shields worthy. We you were know? looking to the twenty two year old kid looking past all the old guys in the bullpen thinking we don't want these guys we want we want c-rod and when he came in it was exciting um yeah it's very sad it's unfortunate does that mean we have to go pick up another bullpen piece probably yep are Uh, they gonna do it who knows we still don't know at this moment in time it could be announced uh after this gets posted but at this moment rysel iglesias has been offered the 18.4 million qualifying offer uh, we do not know if he will accept it. And even if he doesn't, there's still a chance that he rejoins the team on an extended deal. What would you give him? You want him to accept, or do you want him to take a longer deal? I'd give Rysel $15 million a year. So it's a three two, years. The two or three two year, or three. $15 million a That's year. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yep, exactly. It just seems the most reasonable. You finish those three years, maybe maybe add like a club option for for a fourth year mm, if he's done fantastic. Two, two yeah. with a club option for a third sounds really okay. good. Yeah, that sounds better. 
15 is exactly where I was at, though. So, yeah. I mean, he may take the 18. And, and if he does, maybe that dictates what they do. Maybe they're waiting to see what he does. Because if he takes it, they got one year. Maybe they go, maybe they go for it. I yeah. mean, I don't think so, but maybe they go for it. If he signs a three-year deal, they think, oh, we got a three-year window here. We can build around him. It's not good to build from the closing position out, guys. I just don't think that's a good start. You got to build from the starting rotation out. And lucky for the Angels, I think they pretty much have the defense and offense locked up. I mean, they, they have the field pretty much set. We have the shortstop hole, which I guess we'll get to briefly. The boy from the Bronx, the squid, Andrew Velasquez, joins the Angels from he, the Bronx Bombers. Is he taking over shortstop? I don't think so. I don't know if he'll necessarily be taking over. I do know that we'll be seeing him out there. I mean, the guy's fast. Um, defensively, he passes the eye test, according to our good friends over at Talking Baseball, Talking Yanks. Yeah, they would um, know him. They also say that his... Uh, analytics would say otherwise but small sample size he hasn't he's never played a full season i don't think he's even played half a season um but he's still a young guy young as fuck this play this will be his fourth or fifth team that he's played for which i didn't know i thought he came straight out from the bronx but bouncing around it's cool that he got to live out his childhood dream play for the yankees for a solid two minutes and now he's headed over to anaheim to play with the best player of all time and the guy that's going to take over as soon as that guy's done. Yeah, so maybe the two best of all time. We will see. Pretty solid. But I agree. Uh, he's a depth piece. Like I said before, I think he's Renhifo 2.0. What does that mean for Renhifo? I don't know. Trade piece. Could be. Or, or, hear me out. Hear me out. This opens up the, uh, the multiverse, rather, for um, my little wish, my Christmas list wish. Trade Debbie. Trade David Fletcher at the All-Star break in 2022 and get yourself another arm in, either in the rotation or get yourself a couple arms in the bullpen for that playoff push. You move Renhefo to second, keep Velasquez at shortstop. I don't know. It's game over from there. Or they trade Because wherever for a you send Fletcher, he's not going to produce. One, for the second half. Even yeah. if he stayed with Anaheim, he's not going to produce in the second half. But... Moving to a completely other different team, wherever it may be, whether it's the Dodgers, whether it's the A's, whether it's the Giants, whatever California team, even like, even if he stays in California, wherever team he goes, he's going to be sad because he's, he signed a team-friendly deal under the impression that he's going to be able to stay in Anaheim because he loves Anaheim. Fletch, love you. Went to high school with you. Went to junior high with you. Went to elementary with you. Struck you out. Peace out. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, but it's going to take a toll on him. He signed that team-friendly deal, and he's yeah. knowing that he's getting screwed by being traded to another team. And he had to have known that signing that deal that there was potential. There was a chance for well, that contract to be exploited, and you know maybe Epler loved him, and I know Joe Madden really loves him and, and his style of play. But at the end of the day, what Joe Madden thinks doesn't matter. It's it's the GM and Artie, and if if Artie's presented with a deal that he thinks can help the team halfway through next year, they should take it. I agree. I don't know if I love Velasquez being our shortstop. I could eat my words this time next year if we. Yeah, at least we have Jack know. Mayfield on the bench to to come on in. And he can't play a short couple balls. Play, <laughs> can't put Rendon at short. You can't. I mean, we need a shortstop, and I I think it is one of those positions that if you look at teams that win, they, I mean, they have a good solid defensive shortstop. Every one of them. I'm gonna pull up. Andrew Velasquez's uh, fielding stats. I already know what his offense looks like. Look up those which defensive isn't good, but analytics. Defensive analytics-wise, I, I will go ahead and 
say prior to actually seeing them that it has been said that he passes the eye test. I personally am not one for the eye test. I like looking at the stats. But what do you I, mean? You mean like eye test? Like, like you know how we watch uh, the Angels play every single day? I thought you were saying he's a good looking dude. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> not even close. Jake from Talking Baseball said he passed the eye test, and I was like, I yeah, mean, he that would will know. be something that he says one hundred percent. But no, yeah. Uh, oh, I get what you're saying. It's the feel. It's the it's the. Uh, the yeah. old school sense, hundred percent. Yeah, no, I I'm on board with that. I didn't know it was actually there's official name for it, the eye test. I'm way more on board with that. Watching somebody play every day, getting that feeling about them versus analytics. I'm I'm on board with that. You know me. So defense wise, Andrew Velasquez made his major league debut in 2018. He's currently 26 years old. He made his debut at 23. He's played in 360 and a third innings. Fielding-wise, career-wise, okay. he's only ever made three errors. And all three of those errors came in 2021 at shortstop with the Yankees. And even then, only his fielding percentage only got hit with a 963 in 28 games. Was he, that's not bad. No, that's really good. Was he playing shortstop? Specifically or middle Negative. infield? So he's actually had uh, 60 games career at shortstop, 16 in the outfield, 9 at second base, 9 in left field. I don't know why they don't just jumble left field in with uh, outfield there. That doesn't make um, sense. 8 at third base and 1 game in right field. So predominant shortstop. But predominant he shortstop. He has the ability, similar to Fletcher, I guess, to play the outfield. I, I mean... I can't ask for more. Lots of speed, no errors made, all three of them coming with the Yankees. Okay. Well, a lot less pressure out in Anaheim, I'll tell okay. you that. I like that. So maybe, mm. yeah, so what it sounds like then to me is they're going to try to sign pitching this offseason and maybe maybe pick up a shortstop at the deadline if they're, if they're posed to. See you, Fletch to make a run there see ya fletch in a couple picks or fletch in a couple prospects for or fletch in adele depending on how he's doing fletch and marsh shopped there's a lot of rumbles about the marlins and the angels making a trade there was Mm -hmm. one that was potentially going to happen at the all-star break it did not go through but you know we're coming into the offseason here you got jeter and kim ang wanting to bolstered the marlins they have top tier starting pitching they can part ways with one of those guys easily for a guy like joe adele or david fletcher i think adele fits in on that roster really well too just having having fun all the time and they they got solid guys over there man they got alcantara they got lopez they said they want to get um, some hitters right they want hitters so they, want, they, they got have the pitching. they have pitching yeah. they just need they just need some some bats Ooh, Marlins, dude, the next year or two, I would look out if I was in the NL East because that division is up for grabs, and despite the Braves being the recent champions, we know that division is not strong. So I would look out for the Marlins. I have a question for you. Okay. We're shying away from the Andals now for a second. Do you think the Braves are back in the playoffs in 2022? No. No. Even with Acuna coming back? Well, hmm. They signed Freeman. He's not leaving. Assuming they signed Freeman. He's not leaving, right? I, I don't imagine him in any other uniform other than a Braves uniform. Maybe. 
I mean, yeah, they're going to be better than the Marlins still, probably. Dude, the Braves are going to have themselves a predicament, man, because let's let's say that they do re-sign Freeman. <clears throat> Did they already give um, Acuna, like, a team-friendly deal? Yeah. Okay, it's, so it's a decent 60, got, 64. Locked in with Acuna, locked in with Freeman. And then you got to decide if you want to keep Dansby and Ozzy. Dansby and Ozzy are, like... They're staples of that team, you along gotta, with Freddie and, and Acuna. So you keep one. You have to keep both. Kind of. I thing. feel like you should. I mean, keep that core four together, and I mean, keep all of them. Fuck it. Maybe interchange in the outfield, but eat, and maybe maybe get rid of Darnell. I don't know. <laughs> Little D, you're a cool dude, man. Yeah. You're clutching the World Series. Weak spot of that infield, though. Can't get rid of Soler. They're going to get rid of Solar. Oh, I don't think Solaire signs it. That's why Poor I'm thinking guy. maybe they don't make it. Well, series MVP, bro. So I'm thinking of the division. So the Mets, no. The the Mets. Nats, no. <laughs> the Marlins, maybe. The Braves, maybe. The Phillies, I think, yeah. I think the Phillies are on the up. So the, the Phillies and the Braves might swap places, and then the Marlins will be in there. But I don't think the Mets or Nats are going to do much. And am I missing anybody? I believe that's everybody. Former Angels GM Billy Epler in talks to potentially join the Mets as their new GM. Hey, it's Angels East. We're Mets West. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, In some other news, back to Angels, they outrighted Luke Bard, James Hoyt, and Franklin Barreto. Mm. And he was... Arbitration eligible, but he missed the season rehabbing from surgery in 2020. Played a solid two minutes with us. Peace out. You won't be missed. Pissed that we got rid of Lestella Bring Lestella back, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I wish, man. <clears throat> Love that guy. There's our second base, and or, or even, dude, Lestella at short. <clears throat> Speaking me, of second base, uh, I want to bring up, or let's jump back to awards. David Fletcher was nominated for a gold glove. Finalist. The Rawlings 2021 finalists against Whit Merrifield and Marcus Semyon. And despite having better defensive accolades than both of those guys, David Fletcher did not win the gold glove. The gold glove went to Marcus Semyon, who had worse OAA, a worse fielding percentage, and it's just inexcusable. I think I know what happened. Well, first of all, when analytics or with Fletch, analytics work for him and then against him at the same time. Like he gets screwed by them, kind of. When he's better at them, it's like oh, it's overlooked, and when he's not better at them, it's oh, he's not up to par with OPS and all that. I think Semyon won because he's up for a contract, and I think he can get a lot more money with a Gold Glove, fresh. You know, I just so. I mean, I feel like we talked about this back um, when I took my trip to Chicago and St. Louis, how the MLB does things to – or actually, no, this would go against that. But You think they don't re- want to give the money. You would think that they wouldn't want to give him that yeah. gold glove so that he doesn't get paid more. Right. That's interesting. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, Marcus Semien, congratulations. He, 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 he deserves had one hell of a year. It. Yeah, he deserves it. But Shortstop playing second base, I mean. I think he's more, it was more of an offensive year for him. but It's like playing MLB The Show on rookie instead of all-star, going from shortstop to second base. Probably not a good comparison. No. Probably going to get a lot of hate for that. Oh, boy. Should probably quit right now. 
Quit while we're behind. <laughs> um, we've also drawn a lot of attention, or not drawn a lot of attention. We've shown a lot of attention, expressed interest is the word I'm looking for, in free agent left-hander Stephen Met- Matz, mm. who was a Met, but uh, along with us, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, and the Cardinals are also interested, and he is rumored to sign this month prior to the CBA expiring. Which is what, a week or two? In December, early December. Right. So that is interesting. Lots of fun news coming out from that. Looking forward to seeing what happens there. There's also um, this article written about Perry Manazian. Uh, One was written by Jeff Fletcher of the Orange County Register. He reports on a lot of Angels news. Um, You know, basically said that Perry is going all in on pitching this year, uh, looking for quality, not only on the mound, but there's a makeup component to it, too. His words, not mine. Uh, there's a certain per- type of personality we're looking for on the mound to fit with what we currently have here to set the tone. So, sounds good, right? Yeah. There's another article that came out written by a separate individual, Um blanking on the name here but not a guy that i normally see writing about the angels he basically said that uh this is what perry said i wouldn't rule out anything obviously it depends on the marketplace and what's available and we're continuing to gather information in the sense but i wouldn't rule out a trade or free agency well, that sounds like everything. That sounds like the same blanket statement that we've heard every offseason when it comes to us acquiring pitching. It's way less optimistic. It's more, we'll see what happens. Sounds like it'd be against the Angels more than anything, saying it's going to be the same old thing. Yeah. It's almost like just getting Danny Duffy and re signing Alex Cobb right. and being like, here's what we did. Right. You're welcome. Yep. You know, we're back. Crazy stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I'd like to think the first one's more true. It seems like they're going to be aggressive, but then again, we thought that last year. It's always up in the air. We'll find out when it happens. We'll see. Um, Jared Walsh was also nominated for a gold glove. He did lose to uh, Yuli Gurriel. I thought it should have gone to Matt Olson, who was also nominated. Yeah. yeah. But Matt Olson did not win it. Whole Oakland A's rebuild happening, which is yeah. going to be crazy. Uh, Bob Melvin going to the Padres, opting out of his contract with the A's, who are only paying him $4 million a year. Uh, so happy to see him go to the Padres. Padres are going to be a force to be reckoned with in 2022. It should be. You got Bob Melvin, man. It's game over. You get Clevenger back. You still keep every star that you currently have. Good luck, NL West. Hot yeah. take, hot take. Dodgers don't make the postseason next year. Ooh. Not completely Damn. like there's no chance. But you think I maybe just think when miss. it gets down to the last month, there will be a collapse of some sort. I could see it, I guess. They really thought this was the year, I think, to do it again. So Everybody did. Yeah. Everybody did. I mean, I... I thought once they made once they beat St. Louis, I was like, "It's over. We're done." Right. Like, just give them tr- the trophy. Thought they're going to steamroll through the Giants. Just slowed them down too much. I think. I don't know. The Giants really. 
I mean, they didn't sc- the Giants didn't score a lot of runs, but their pitching was just insane. And they put out rookie Camilo Duvall in game five, and he wasn't doing bad per se, but like it was just the worst outing he had. And unfortunately, that was the final game of the season for them. That's oh, a hot man. take. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see if that happens or not. Dodger fans, I'm sorry. Not sorry. Not sorry. Hope yeah. you uh, don't make the postseason. We'll see you on the couch when we get eliminated from the ALDS. Yeah. It's a victory for us. 100%. Well, any uh, final thoughts here, Jacob? I think we've we ran our course. It's pretty much covered it. everything we needed to cover. I think we're we're solid. We'll see you guys probably next week. A lot of news, MVP, and hopefully some free agent signings. Uh, Rice sells qualifying offer. So big news next week. Have a great weekend, Tyler. Anything else? We love you. We miss you. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your weekend. As Jacob said. And uh, as per usual, Big Fly, mic that baby up. Absolutely. Free agent. Kobe.